This is No Fear Mike Mondo, and you're listening to Marking Out. You can come see me February 23rd, NYWC Psycho Circus. It's going to be Mike Mondo versus Jerry Lynn versus Papa Don. Three-way dance. May the best man win. No rest, no mercy, no fear. See you on February 23rd. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Running like this Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We're Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. You can listen to this and all past episodes on MarkingOut.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. While you're at iTunes, make sure you uh, subscribe, uh, leave a comment, you know, to say how awesome we are. Uh, you can also, if you want to contact us, MarkingOut1 at gmail.com if you have any business inquiries or maybe you just want to talk to us. But if you want to talk to us, you can. Uh, we have other forms of uh, social media that we can talk to you on first is facebook facebook.com slash marking out also twitter at marking out uh you can contact us on there we tweet we post stuff it's a lot of fun uh we got to give big props to nick matocho for making our logo and to ring rope rebellion for making our theme song so go give them uh some shouts and follows you can find all of their information on markingout.com so go over to markingout.com my name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. I'm also sitting here with Dave. Dave, good morning. What's up, fuckers? Good morning. And I'm also sitting here with Brandon. You can follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing this morning? I am doing awesome as always. And who the fuck are you, Dave Stifler? Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, so let's uh, start off the show. We did have... A major nor'easter last weekend, but that did not stop us from going to professional wrestling events. And Saturday in Matusha, New Jersey, Dave and Brandon were there all day for a double shot of professional wrestling. Blow the bombshell ladies of wrestling and also PWS's a thank you, Jerry. Now, Dave, I have a question for you. Ask away. Last week, <laughs> last week, when I was talking about National Pro Wrestling Day, you said that they need to expand this over two days of wrestling because it's too much wrestling. Yeah. You were at two wrestling events. Yep. So was but that it's com- it's completely two different, different events. Yeah, it's completely different. Two different of two different events. Pro Wrestling Day is a shitload of matches all in one event. There was two separate shows. Right, uh, but it was still it's still like one of those overloaded events I feel okay all right I just I just had to ask because I was thinking about it this week I was like wait a minute he went to two two wrestling shows in the same day and pro wrestling syndicate's always different yeah us, plus it's different because of our involvement with PWS I wouldn't go to probably any other event double uh, double header. If it wasn't PWS. Okay, so let's uh, start off then with the day show. Then you had the bombshell ladies of wrestling. You guys can take this one because I wasn't there. I saw right. I saw results. So yeah, they had the blow show, and what it was an awesome show. What this show was done on like a little turf area, so it was pretty cool. You had to they started where they started the event wasn't where they ended it. They had to move everything during the intermission to uh, 
larger area. But the yeah. first match was Mia Yim versus La Rosa Negra. I thought that this match was actually a really good opener. Mia Yim has to be one of the most underrated female wrestlers out there today. Well, I have to I have to say I I think me personally, I think she kind of took Sarah Del Rey's role on the independent scene as being like the best female wrestler out there. Cuz I know sh- she's my age. Really? Isn't that like mind blowing? Thanks for the Brando I, fact. What, I, I want to like. What do you mean by the domination of yes. Sarah Delay? Or yes, uh, that and also to being as, as well versed as she is because I know Mia Yim is always in Japan. She's all over the place. We've seen her in CZW. We saw her now at Blow. So uh, I feel like she's kind of taken that role from Sarah Delray. I don't know if I would agree with you in the them being kind of similar characters. Uh, no, like... no, no. That's that's not what I mean at all. That's well, I mean, like, well, how you said, uh, me, how you compared me Yim to being dominating. Yeah, dominating as in she's taking over the business. Yeah, she's, oh, I she's you meant, taking like, over I, the she's taking over the role as the as the as like the big women's wrestler on the independent circuit. Okay, not I like dominating like the, in the ring. I thought you meant like big, overpowering no, woman, not at all. like like how Sarah Del Rey is. That's what I thought you meant. But yeah, no, I agree. I think she's make. I think she's going to make a big name for herself this year. Um, we also had. Uh, a big match, no DQ, false count anywhere match where Amy Lee came out of retirement to face Amazing Kong. And if, you're not, match, if you're not familiar with Amazing Kong, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Dave. We just got to keep the fans aware because there's a lot of people that don't pay attention to independent wrestling and listen to the show. Uh, Amazing Kong, Awesome Kong, uh, Karma for you all you WWE people out there. She is making her way back on the independent circuit. Uh, so continue, Dave. I'm sorry. This was one of her first uh, matches actually coming back. One of them because she wrestled in Shimmer and whatnot. But this match was hard fought. They brawled to the backstage area, yeah. through the crowd, um, a lot of outside of the ring, um, a lot good amount of weapons. But it ended up with Amazing Khan picking up the win over Amy Lee. How do you like it, Brandon? I thought it was phenomenal. I've never seen Amy Lee wrestle before, but it was like two his behemoths, two behemoths of women going at it. Beautiful women. Yeah, I, you know, behemoth is not a. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if that's an appropriate word, but why I'm referred to as a behemoth? No, but they they are what referred you... to as the monsters of women of wrestling. Okay. Right, so. um, also, you had Nikki Nitro straight out of Australia coming. Nikki Nitro. Nikki Nitro coming out and making an open challenge because her. Uh, I forgot who. I think she was against Sylvie Silver. Yeah. But to the storm, she couldn't make it out there, so she made an open challenge. And who comes out? Starman. So he had Starman versus Nikki Nitro, and I thought it was actually a really good match. It was a dance off, um, right? Yeah. Well, they had the dance off <laughs> beginning, I think, yeah. right? No, it started as a dance off, and then I believe Starman froze. Yeah. And, then uh, Nikki then Nitro tried. Yeah. Then she. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought this was a good match. Starman picked up the win over Nikki Nitro. You're gonna you're gonna be seeing a lot more of Nikki Nitro this year, definitely. Um, you also had the PWS Blow title tournament came down to this final, uh, to the final, to the triple threat match because Sienna Duval was injured in a car accident, unfortunately, and couldn't really compete. And we wish her uh, the speediest recovery. But she recovered real fast because she appeared there. <laughs> there we go. So they, and they See, switched it over reading, to a, they switched it shit. over to a fatal four way. It was Missy Sampson versus Sienna Duval versus Sumi Sakai versus Katarina Lee. Who's also known as Winter uh, from TNA, and was also known as Katie Lee Burchill. I wanted to throw it in there. What's up? I wanted to throw out Uh, Katie Lee Burchill. 
this was a I thought this was a really good match as well because it was very back and forth. You didn't really know you couldn't have a pinpoint winner. Yeah, it was it was a fun match to watch too, and you didn't know. It, it was. It was really a fun match. Sumi Sakai is way over with the New Jersey crowd, and the uh, it, it ended what, up it ended up being Katarina Lee and uh, Missy Sampson. Yeah, and your first ever blow champion is Missy Sampson. No, oh, I read the wrong uh, the wrong results. Somebody told me the winter one. No, I'm kidding. I knew the Missy Sampson one. Congratulations. That's a, that's a big accomplishment, especially with the the buzz that right. Pro Wrestling Syndicate has been making over the past year oh, to be their yeah. to be their first ever women's champion. That's going to get you noticed. Oh yeah. yeah, definitely. And she's I think she's been wrestling for a good amount of time now, so it's about time that uh, her name gets a little bit more out there. Yeah. So and couldn't be more happy for her. Absolutely. Congratulations to Missy Sampson on becoming the first ever bombshell ladies of wrestling champion. So we go from the day cap, I mean, the, the daytime show to the night cap. The reason why, well, people were there for female wrestling, but also a major reason why people shoveled out their cars, salted the roads, made their way to Mutuchit, New Jersey. Pro Wrestling Syndicates, thank you, Jerry. It's Jerry Lynn's last, one of Jerry Lynn's last matches on the East Coast. Uh, but not only was it Jerry Lynn's, there was a, it was a, a fucking stacked card, excuse my language. It's funny, as as much as I agree with you, I feel like there was a few people at the blow show that dug out that dug their way out of the, <laughs> yeah. the blow show. And it, it I, I like, didn't even I'm hear what you said friend. because Brandon's cackling was uh, uh, overdoing it. Because yeah, because Dave said he feels that the that some people dug themselves out of the snow to get the blow. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it's fucking true. Hey. I, I I'm so ha- like were there I, were there creepers I'm, there? Oh, completely. A few. No, there was a few, but it was a lot less than I expected. Yeah, but I mean, I was still, if I was a female pro wrestler, I'd feel creep the fuck out. It was it was more of a family show with a bra and panties match. Oh, oh yeah, and you don't, listen, Dave, you fucking talk about all these other matches and you don't even talk about the bra and panties match? Come on. Well, I, I was going through them real fast. Yeah, but they had a bra and panties match of Amber O'Neill versus uh, Shelly Martinez, whose birthday it was. And Amber O'Neill actually picked up the win by... Stripping Shelly Martinez. Like 7,000 pieces of clothing. Yeah. So were there creepers like trying to like get their like socks and like. No, no, no. no. I didn't see. I saw, I saw those like eight foot fans though. Oh, those two guys that we hear yeah. so much about. Yeah. Freaking tall as hell. Oh my God. All right. So let's uh, PWS. Thank you, Jerry. Yes. David helped move the ring over. Let's. Uh, Brandon let's sat there. No, I moved chairs. I'm not no, really Brandon, that athletic. I can't. Yeah, Brandon did help move move chairs and whatnot. I can't. But I, as always, I always try to get myself involved in uh, get myself in the dirty work. Um, the event opened with Apollyon versus Lance Anawahi, and Apollyon getting the win. I think Apollyon, if you don't know him, you should know him. Same He's with Lance Anawahi, though, too. Huh? Same with Lance. Oh, yeah, definitely with Anawahi. But I feel like Apollyon is a must-watch for 2013. Okay. I feel like he's going to be spinning a lot of heads in 2013. And this isn't the only time on the show that we're going to be talking about him. We're going to talk about him actually as well in a little bit, but continuing on with some PWS talk, David. Yeah, we had Black Black Hollywood defeating Enhancement Talent who supported marking out down to the ring, so it was awesome. Good match. You also had a awesome match that I loved. I think Brandon loved it too, the Suicidal Six-Way match. We had the is- debut of Bonesaw. Bonesaw debuted at the last PWS yeah. show. 
Bam, oh, you son of a when... bitch. My That's bad. all right. It was the first time you saw him. Yeah, right. Yeah, Bone saw Mike Dennis. He came out uh, previously, known, previously known as Mike Dennis. It was Bonesaw versus Craven Varro versus Keith Miggs versus Lucifer Darkseid, Mia Yim, and the Drunken Swashbuckler, which used to be the uh, the Dynamic Sensation. So they switched that over. And once again, Mia Yim was really impressive in this match. She was going back and forth with Lucifer Darkseid. And if you don't. If you don't know I who think, Lucifer Darkseid is, he's that fucking giant guy that does the moonsault. Did he do the moonsault in the match? Yeah. He did. He did the moonsault in the match. Me and Yim did a moonsault to the outside, if I'm not mistaken. No, but the, the, more, the more important factor here is that Lucifer Darkseid did the moonsault. Oh, everybody right. probably See, went, everyone probably went apeshit. But I I actually went apeshit, and I think the entire crowd went apeshit when Mia and Yim stood up to Lucifer Darkseid. Yeah. And they were going at it if she was back he would backhand her and headbutt her and she would kick him right in the chest yeah. i would i was i was blown away with that spark and i like that because we don't really we don't really see that that often anymore where women are facing men or men are facing women and, and they can do it and it's always great to see because sometimes if you put together the right people it looks it it looks perfect yeah, I was watching the other day. I was watching, I think it was The Rock and Lita versus Triple H and Trish. And it's like a match that like they could be having these days with sometimes. I don't know. I agree. And so Bone, Bonesaw picked up the uh, win with an elbow drop. Who, yes, if you're listening, uh, he, it is a kind of, uh, Bonesaw from Spider-Man. Uh, I, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage's character. Not Macho Man. Well, yeah, obviously it's not Macho Man because Macho Man passed. Rest in peace. You know. Damn right, kiss up to the side, pour one out for my Hormie. Uh, Hormie? Horm- <laughs> this is what happens when we do shows at 7.30 in the morning. Yeah, Hormie. Um, to- Anthony Nice's losing streak continues as he took a beating. Well, I wouldn't say take- took-, took a beating. At the end, he took a beating from Dan Moff. Um, then he cut a pro- uh, heel promo on the entire audience about how he's Mr. How he's TNA. He's from TNA and whatnot, and he's better than everybody. So, Well, that's a that's also a great way, great way to get heat is especially I, I get you know there's a certain amount of people that love tna but there's a certain amount of people that hate tna like was the whole crowd like i guess pro or con tna or was it just like hey it's anthony and he's cutting a hill promo let's boo him um it, I, I think people were just angry at him just because how much he was ripping on the fans plus he beat up santa claus yeah but, yeah, that, I, but I, Brandon, I, that's like two months ago it was still he mentioned it yeah it was brought okay. up in the promo okay um, yeah, but it was a typical heel promo, so a lot of heat behind it. Then before the intermission, they had the TL, the P- Pro Wrestling Syndicate heavyweight title match, which was contested in a TLC match. Kevin Matthews. That's that. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off again, but that's that's huge to do a TLC match right before an intermission. Keep people fucking jacked up during the intermission. Pat yeah. is smart. Then you had, and that was Kevin Matthews versus Matt Hardy, and it was an awesome mesh you had huge ass ladders which i would never climb because i would be par- i would be scared shitless tons of chairs tons of cha- tables tables the, the finish ended up coming when uh of some of the reality check got involved reynolds came out took a twist of va- uh twist of fate and then the, both men were climbing the ladder reaching for the title and they both fell down with the title but because um Kevin Matthews was the only one holding it the longest, I guess. He was declared the new 
PWS champion. So we have a new PWS World Heavyweight Champion. Too cocky. Kevin Matthews is now the three-time Pro Wrestling Syndicate Heavyweight Champion. But it looks like slowly but surely Reality Check is starting to take over PWS. I know that wasn't the only title that changed hands that night. No, it wasn't. We had the the PWS Tri-State Championship match. Starman, of course, was the the Tri-State Champion. And uh, Mr. Uh, Yours Truly, Alex Reynolds, picked up the victory. And I don't think he goes by Yours Truly anymore, but I'm one of those people. Yeah, well, (laughs) but yes, she picked up the win over Starman with the a little interference from the newest member of Reality Check, Check Checkman, Checkman, not Evil Starman, you assholes on the internet. It's called Checkman. All right, assholes. Should be called Checkmate. I wanted. I really would have liked for it to have been Diamond, where it was like the reverse colors of Starman, but Checkman makes way more sense. Yeah. Chris Throw your House checks of, up for reality check, bro. Chris House of Pain defeated the big deal Craig Steele from the Southside Players, and I thought it was a good match between these two students. Also, you had an eight-man tag team, Mr. Belding, Big O, and Fat Pack, which is DJ Fat Pat, and Fala versus reality check, Damian Gibbs, Dave Sturch, Devin Moore, and Checkman. And this is the Mr. Belding is in Dennis Haskins, like the real, like back in September when he was there and stunned Devin Moore. This is the whole, I guess you could say the culmination of this this angle with Dennis Haskins. The real Dennis this, Haskins. This, not is, any... this, this is Mr. Belding from Saved by the Bell, the same one that you've seen on TMZ, read about on Yahoo, everything. But this was a really good match as the, the feud between Mr. Belding and Devin Moore continues. Um, Checkman took an early beating. And then I was actually I was shocked that Gibbs and Destruction actually did it performed a double suplex on Fala. I don't know, Brandon. Yeah, Fala is a uh, Fala is a very big dude. Yeah, it was a double suplex indeed. Yes, and then DJ Fabhead actually did a suicide dive. Awesome. Yes, yes he did. He did a suicide dive, which was awesome. And then the finish came with Belding hitting a people's elbow. So now Mr. Belding has hit a Stone Cold Stunner, and now he's hit. It. How was the people's elbow? It, it wasn't. It wasn't how The Rock did it, but it was. It was how Mr. Belding did it. It was the people's belbow, as somebody coined when they tweeted to us. Yeah, he made it. He made it his own. It wasn't bad at all. He threw a fucking elbow drop. Like I, like I honestly, I don't think I would be able to do that. And he did it. So props to him. Yeah, for being for not being a pro wrestler and stepping in the ring and not really holding back in or anything and having fun. I give him props. And it's awesome that all these guys went through hell to get here. Well, not all of them, but a, a bunch of them came, but had to rebook flights over and over again. And uh, one of these people that went through a fucking, I think maybe two travel days of hell was Lance Storm. And that was the, the finale of the event was Jerry Lynn versus Lance Storm. And one of the best matches I've ever seen live. Yeah, I have to say that. Yeah. Honestly, it, it, I, I cannot even... Talk. I can't even give it compliments because it was a pure masterpiece. Uh, right. Like it masterpiece. was masterpiece. It was a masterpiece. It was I five, don't know. five stars for sure. Did it hold yeah. up to the old ECW matches? Yes, it fucking did, and they were. It was amazing. I swear to God, I can't wait for you to see the match. It was com- completely. It held up. It was a pure masterpiece, and I am so truly honored that to be in the live audience when they put on that match the entire locker room was cleared out watching it 
I am just so happy that I got to see that match live because that was that's like, what I wrestling said, is. That's exactly yeah. what pro wrestling should be. Definitely, and it and, should be that match every yeah, match. Absolutely, I'd, every I'd match watch, should be that I would, match. I would and, watch that match every fucking day. Is they that had, had, okay? It was just know. like a technic, an epic technical battle. You had the reversals. You saw the single leg crab, a top rope rana by Jerry Lynn. You saw the landstorm trademark super kick. You saw everything. And then Jerry Lynn ended up picking up the win with the cradle pile driver, which got over huge. What was what was your gonna question be, Chris? I don't know, I forget. Oh. I didn't hear he had a question. Yeah. And uh, uh Jerry Lynn ends up cutting the promo, basically thanking everyone. Obviously there's uh, don't go chance or whatever, uh what one more year chance I, I should say. Yeah, every, every whatever chant that you could think of as a wrestler is leaving the business, they probably right. chanted it. And then Lance Storm got on the mic. If I could be serious for a moment. Got a I, huge I, pop. Pop for that. And then uh, Jerry Lynn goes, wait, wait, wait. Can you tell everyone where you're from? And he's like, I'm from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And I popped because I haven't heard that in a long fucking time. And he, what, he, he actually went on to say something that's very true. He, he said that everyone, no matter who you speak to in the ECW locker room, if you ask them who their they who their best match was with, hundred percent all of them would say Jerry Lynn. And he said how Jerry Lynn if there was a Grammys for Grammys. Well, it wasn't Grammys, it was or Oscar it, or whatever. Yeah, if there was an best Oscar supporting uh, best supporting male or whatever. If there was an Oscar for pro wrestling, he would be he would be the winner of the best supporting actor. Okay, because so, so, say the Grammys, I think the Grammys are bullshit, but no, the Oscars are a little more prevalent. Um yeah, but one hell of an event, and I am true. I'm honored that I got a chance to be there and witness this. Nice, nice. So I know PWS has a couple. Of, they have two super shows coming up: WrestleMania weekend. They also have Proving Grounds coming up next month. In- yeah, you actually you spoke about Reality Check taking over, or it seems like they're taking over. Uh, Destruction and Gibbs actually have a title match at Proving Grounds. They'll be facing uh, Fat Pack for the tag team title. So who knows? Maybe they will take every title. Absolutely. So and maybe Missy Sampson will become a member of Reality Check. Who knows? Nice. <laughs> who knows? But anyway, you know, for more information, go to ProWrestlingSyndicate.com. And if you guys want to watch the replay of both the uh, Bombshell Ladies of Wrestling and the PWS events, go to HighSpots.tv because they are doing it on demand now. You know, it's like guys, if if you have not gotten anything out of this segment, then you're an idiot. Go on your computer and order this event. This is a must see for every single pro wrestling fan. If not, I will. I guarantee you, if you do not like this event, I will not give you back your money. All right. You don't even have their money. Exactly. So I would have nothing to give it back to them. Yeah. So they better just go order it. All right. Yeah. So let's get on. Uh, so is there anything bad? Off this, because every other match, you're like, this match was great, this match no, was No, they're, dude, no, you they're, know PWS. I know. I do know PWS. Yeah, there's, like, there there's, was no, there's, there was no slow spot. There was no chant. Like, there was really, I don't think there was a boring chant. There was, the fans are always involved in it. What Pat, what they're doing at PWS is overpowering the independents right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. On that one, you know, because they're they're giving you a taste of everything, you know. Whereas the, some independent promotions try to bring in like an old guy, but it's not an old guy that nobody wants to see. 
So, I mean, props to them and everything they did and the hard work they did getting Lance Storm there. I know he was tweeting about he had like a 40-hour travel day, which is ridiculous in itself. And, and fucking and for, Storm, too. Yeah, and for the match that they put on, I mean, you would, you would think that they had a full night's sleep. Yeah. Absolutely. So, all right, props to uh, Pro Wrestling Syndicate, ProWrestlingSyndicate.com, HighSpots.TV. Go check that out. Uh, okay, so let's get off, uh, get onto a high and get onto a low now because we got two weeks of impact to talk about. So, no! Yeah, but we got to talk about it. Uh, yeah, so let's start from last week. I mean, we're just going just gonna to really not talk about that much because there really wasn't really that much to talk about. I mean, one thing that we want to talk about is there was actually an X Division match. Which is amazing in itself. RVD defeating uh, Kenny King and Zima Ion. Uh, last week it was announced that uh, Kid Cash is no longer with TNA. So I think that's a big uh, sour puss on the X Division. I, I don't think it's going to really impact them. Huh? I don't think it's going to really do all that do all that much damage to them I don't, for Kid Cash not to be there. I know Brandon, you're a fan of him though, right? Yeah, but it's I, I don't think TNA knows what to do exactly. I don't think. I don't think they're on point with shit. Well, uh, Stan, uh, correct me, but isn't the X Division champion, like, get a shot at the world title at X Destination X this year? Yes. But there is no X Destination X anymore. So then that entire thing that happened with Hogan and Aries is, I don't know, a one-time deal. Brandon, why, yeah, Brian, Brandon, why don't you tweet at them and be like, hey, so do, who's the X Division champion still get a shot at Destination X this year? He doesn't even fucking listen to me. So yeah, yeah. but fuck her. Yeah, uh, but you know what? Maybe, maybe they are getting some sort of um, workings on rebuilding this X division because we saw the uh, winner of TNA British Bootcamp, Rockstar Spud, make his uh, Impact Wrestling debut in a nice little promo with uh, with Robbie E, which I thought was good. I thought they had a good contrasting character. You know, Rockstar Spud being a very smaller, more of a uh, obvious in his name, a little rock star like character, where Robbie E is a total tool. Yeah, I, yeah think, I don't know. I think they're both kind of toolish. Yeah, but- <laughs> I, I, actually, I'm a big fan of Rockstar Spud. I think that he has a lot of charisma, and yeah. if you didn't learn anything in this pro wrestling business, charisma will get you very, very far. Yeah, no, well, both guys have a lot of charisma, so uh, I would like to see this this actually continue as a feud because I saw you know Robbie Big Rob kind of had some, I guess I don't want to say like I mean I guess he didn't. I'm trying to fucking, I can't put the goddamn word in my mouth right now. He wasn't a fan of uh, Robbie E's antics, I guess, maybe being in Britain and not supporting the uh, British guy since he is from Wales. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually confused at this because uh, Spud was over with the fans. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just curious to see how this trans uh, translates over when they actually do a in the States. live uh, in the States. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll be seeing that because they're going on tour, which I think is going to be huge for them. Uh, also, we have new tag team champions. Bobby Roode and Austin Aries defeated Chavo Guerrero and Hernandez. If you weren't expecting this, then I don't, I guess, I don't know. Because I think all of us kind of expected them to win the tag team titles, but maybe not this quick. But yeah, it was a solid match. And I guess, you know, it kind of worked in the favor of the heels on this one. Uh, we spoke about Aces and Eights very briefly, but we're going to touch on them a little bit more. They opened the show with a promo. We have two new members, West uh, West Briscoe and Garrett Bischoff, and they explained themselves why they joined Aces and Eights. Apparently, West Briscoe said for two years he was trying to contact Hulk Hogan because he wanted to be a part of Impact Wrestling, and he 
finally had to get a shot at the bottom, worked his way up and worked his way into aces and eights. And now he but is, isn't that bullshit though, because storyline wise, who helped Wes Briscoe the most? Kurt Angle. So how does that even make sense? Turn your back on it because Hulk Hogan didn't fucking pick up the phone. Yeah. So then he has to go to the second most powerful guy in TNA, which that being Kurt Angle, because you know he's the machine. He's kind of he's kind of the second face of that company where AJ Styles, you know, was is was slash is the face of the company. But now I think they're going in the direction of Kurt Angle. So and then Garrett Bischoff saying that Aces and Eights is his family. So I'm expecting uh, an Eric Bischoff debut soon. You know, the one last me- and masked member being uh, Aces and a- uh, uh, Aces and Eights being. Eric Bischoff. That could be. Yeah. And this... But there, there was another masked wrestler in the ring, though. Oh, okay. I... So I don't, like, I mean, originally, I mean, we thought it was Jay Bradley. Yeah. So. It still could be Jay Bradley. Exactly. It could still be Jay Bradley, but I'm still kind of hesitant to be 100% on this. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I mean, it, be... could, it could go any way. Yeah. No, like no. I said, I, I feel like at times they uh switch mass a little bit in backstage mm-hmm. so you get a different kind of character every time you come out yeah you don't know who's who exactly absolutely uh but your main event aces and eights did uh were unsuccessful in beating the team of St- sting and bully ray in the tables match because sting and bully ray got the upper hand bully ray hulks up and uh yeah puts people through tables do you think that this is going to affect aces and eights at all with them, I think that they have a little bit of a losing streak going when it comes to main events, right? Yeah, they, well, they haven't really been doing good in the past couple of weeks with yeah, matches and that, everything like that. Do you think this kind of takes away from them at all? I mean, just seeing that, oh, wait, they're human beings? Like, they're not really as dominant as we thought? Well, I mean, this could be the same thing going on with the Shield right now. They're hitting a snag in the road. I think the one thing that's actually not benefiting them is the fact they don't have a super big name because you have okay Wes Briscoe great you know Garrett Bischoff great if you know Luke Gallows Doc whatever you want to call him me I pops huge for it because I'm just a big Luke Gallows fan Mike Knopf all right great Taz oh, okay Taz cool great but it isn't that big fucking name you need like that big name to, uh, to, to really say it, Anderson is not that big name no he isn't so they have to well, have, why, like, why isn't he that big name because he hasn't really I mean, who really – he hasn't really done all that much. I agree. I agree completely. I don't think in the world so, – So who? I don't, who, I don't who, think in the scheme, the entire scheme and universe of pro wrestling, I don't think he's done all that much. So who could you be waiting for? You could – I. you know what? After the – Sting? No, it's not going to be Sting. I, can I don't see, know. I you still know, think I, that it's going to be Sting and Bully Ray. I jumping, you know, jumping forward to this week's Impact, I can kind of see it being Bully Ray because with that backstage promo with Brooke where he's, and she's like, oh, you forgot to put your ring on. I could kind of see that. I don't know. That playing, a, playing a factor? Where he he's maybe partying with them. I, I have said it a million times, and I'm still going to say it. I think Sting and Billy, Bully Ray are in on it. Yeah, I could see I could see Billy Ray. I don't know about Sting. That, that's, that's a, I, I think that Sting is going to be the that big name that makes you go, oh, shit, he's there? Honestly, it would make sense. It's exactly what M- NWO did with Hogan. Yeah. And especially with the entire Sting and Bully Ray working together to get Hulk Hogan to unsuspend Bully Ray, so this week he could actually participate in matches. I feel it, it's I in my mind I feel like it's working out 
uh, very good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like Sting is like that one glimmer of hope because this week, too, Hulk Hogan announced him as the captain for Lethal Lockdown. At lockdown. Exactly. So, so now you you take away that little glimmer of hope. But you still have Kurt Angle. You still have Kurt Angle. You still have Samoa Joe. Yeah, but you take – exactly. But you take away that glimmer of hope when you take away Sting and it's kind of like, a, oh, shit. Aces and Eights really had something. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. You know, time time will tell what happens there. Uh, this week, though, Hulk Hogan was looking for a new number one contender, though. So you had uh, a bunch of singles matches. You had Brutus Magnus surprisingly going over Christopher Daniels, which I, I found to be interesting. I mean, maybe just because he was in the British crowd, and they wanted to put him over a little bit. But, you know, where Brutus Magnus came from, from coming to that really lame Spartan gimmick to where he is Whoa. now lame Spartan gimmick yeah. that was awesome dude. no it was, ter- <laughs> it was it was terrible <laughs> uh, that's like man Mountain wait were Rock you being had. sarcastic Dave yeah Dave I loved it I, I, I I'm a big fan of 300 and whatnot so I thought it was cool but I mean I also am a big uh, Brutus Magnus Mark I guess I think that he has a lot of I'm, I'm getting I'm getting sick of that word Mark I don't know why just me well you could use the word Mark yeah because there's a terrible fucking show out there called Marking Out yeah doesn't, yeah. even get, doesn't even get 200 it's, listens. For it's me. like these three schmucks that just talk on rants and it's stupid. Yeah, Marlin out. That's our show. All right, so. But, yeah, uh, yeah no, I, I agree. I'm Brutus Magnus is starting to grow on me. And you, who was I? I was listening to the, uh, the Art of Wrestling podcast with Doug Williams this week, and he was kind of putting over Magnus. He's like, the, where he came from three years ago, coming to where he is now. It's like it's phenomenal. All the hard work and dedication that he put in. Um, yeah, so that was the first match. Uh, James Storm you know, goes over Rob Van Dam with the last call super kick. You could have expected that one. Um, I feel like I read it. I saw it pop up on like some website or whatnot, and it, it kind of clicked to me. Do you feel like James Storm is the Randy Orton of Impact Wrestling? No. It's bullshit. I don't think so, but... Because I like James Storm. Their position with James Storm, they fucked that up. Big fucking time. I agree. And it all went downhill when they made him defeat. What's his name? Who the fuck had the defeated undefeated streak? Crimson. Right when he had when they had him defeat Crimson, that all went downhill from there. I think. And it's yeah, just, that's actually pinpointing it. Yeah, that's like, when that happened. I said both of them should be fired. No fucking, no disrespect to either of them, but. It's bullshit because nothing happened from it. Yeah, and now we see him, you know. Well, I would like hopefully maybe lockdown. You see James Storm finally get his uh, his rematch. You know, because last week you saw – I mean last week you saw him in a match with Jesse. You fucking killed him. Well, that, that's why I'm saying that out. I'm not – that's why I'm saying like with the Randy Orton kind of view because he's a, the main eventer and whatnot. Uh, they, were unsu- they were unsuccessful unlike the Randy Orton with putting him over because they didn't even bother putting him over. And now he's just – Every time you see him on TV, it's a win. I know, but you don't see him having the same compo- same opponent every single week. So there's the difference between Randy Orton. That's very true, but TNA also doesn't have more than one event. Uh, That's more awesome. than one. Right, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I, I, I don't see it. As I said, I like James Storm, and I don't think uh, – I, I don't know. It, this could be debated till the to the annals of time, but – Yeah, but I, I got to get going a little bit so we won't do that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle went to a DQ finish because Aces and Aces interfered. And then you had Austin Aries versus Bobby Roode went to a no contest because Chavo Guerrero and Hernandez appeared and caused a distraction. So – Oh. Go. 
I, I like the fact that they're putting the new, brand new, fresh tag team champions against each other. Yeah, well, they're to the two last former world champions, so it's a uh, it's a good way to do it. What, yeah. what, what's better than the uh, sport of competition? So the number one contendership is really up in the air. So hopefully next week we get some sort of, I guess you could say, resolution to what who the number one contender is going to be, or maybe it's going to be a fa- it's maybe it's going to be a four way match. You don't know. How many Wait, more for what for the championship in general? Yes, for the world for the world heavyweight championship. You can't you can't you can't have another four way. No, okay. Well, there's gonna by, be a- by by another four way. I mean, they're having that for the knockouts championship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How many how many more oversee uh, episodes do we have? I think two, th- two. I think. Oh yeah. Okay. So there's two. I think either one or two. Is it me? Just me, or does the entire watching it from Zero. where are they? Uh, Wimbledon. Well, yeah. This week they were in England. Yeah. Yeah, um, it, does it have an entirely different vibe or whatnot when they're recording? Like, it well, feels like the, the video recordings is a lot more crisp than usual. I don't know. No, I don't think so. It has different camera angles, though. Because it's different camera cam- angles, different lighting, because, as I said, okay. the, the impact zone is a soundstage. So there's- Honestly, these, these shows look more house showy than... I, yeah, lo- okay. I love it, though. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a I little bit too. like maybe it's the lighting and everything, but with the lighting how it is now... I'm actually a big fan of it. Well, this is, that's what you're going to get when they go on the road because every single place that they go to isn't going to be a, a fucking soundstage. Excuse my French. But it's horseshit. They're fucking claiming – what are they claiming with this on-the-road shit? They're going to be – every, every yeah. Thursday is going to be live on the road? Yeah. So they're not taping episodes or anything? I'm not too sure I don't think that. so. I think they're moving out of the impact zone completely. Good. Because uh, I know they're going to be at West Bear Music Fair on – Saturday, but not. Yeah, no, that's not going to. Saturday be. the fifth. No, that's going to be a house show. Yeah, yeah. but I Which mean, who knows? Probably. Because that's a Thursday. If they didn't announce where that Thursday is, maybe they'll announce it for no, somewhere. I think, I think they did announce the Thursday. No, no. And I think Hulk Hogan's announced for the West Bay Music Fair, so that's kind of cool. But kind of like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, it's TNA on a Saturday before yeah, WrestleMania. Oh, just because you mentioned it, just two seconds. Who the fuck is Hulk Hogan to charge one hundred fifty dollars for an autograph? Oh, it's not Hulk Hogan. It's right. Hogan's his, booking price. All right, yeah, his booking price. Vend, plus the vendor trying to make money off of it. It's not anything we haven't seen before. It's horseshit that there's even a price like that. But there's guys like Warrior that charge that much. There's other guys. Yeah, I don't, I'm I mean, not going to name other people because I don't have a long list of people. But I just, I just don't understand how, how they can charge a pro wrestling fan, somebody that loves something so much, so much money to meet like an idol of theirs. Yeah, I, I always thought that was bullshit, but All right, because next. the world revolves on money. But let's right. get off. Let's get hey, off. Of, let's get off Impact Wrestling. Let's talk about some more independent wrestling here. February the twenty the twenty third at the NYWC Sportatorium is pretty much their WrestleMania. This turns this circus comes to town, and I'm not talking about Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey. I'm talking about the Psycho Circus. That's right, NYWC Psycho Circus. Uh, totally, totally stacked card. If you are on Long Island or the Tri-State area, make your way out to Deer Park. Go to this event, nywcwrestling.com. These are always sellouts. They're always jam-packed. Your main event is going to be Team Big O versus Team Polyon. So it's going to be the Big O, Stockade, Alvin Alvarez, and Mikey Whipwreck versus Stock. 
I said Big L, right? Versus Apollyon. Yes, versus Apollyon. So it's going to be Apollyon, Dickie Rods, Rex Lawless, and who's number four? I'm Ryan sorry. Rush. And Ryan Rush. Whoever wins this match, the captain becomes the NYWC champion. So who knows? Maybe we'll see a title change. I think we're going to see a title change. That's just me and maybe my uh, wrestling fan like. This this match is a psycho circus match, right? I that believe is. so. So, so th- it's like barbed wire and yeah, shit? Yeah, this is the first time we're going to be seeing the Big O in a kind of a, a weapon a match involving weapons. Yeah, so yeah. It, should be, it should be pretty brutal. I want to see everybody get some color. It's going to be awesome. Great. But then, you know, you're going to have those hardcore tendency matches. Then you're going to have some very technical matches. You're going to have, first off, in his last New York uh, – City match. We spoke about him earlier. Let's speak, speak about it again. Jerry Lynn is going to be facing off against last week's interviewee, the Greek god Papadon, versus Die, no, not Die Hard. I'm sorry. No Fear Mike Mondo. This is Mike Mondo's first back in the ring performance in NYWC since going to OVW. You know, his stint in the WWE, his stint in uh, Ring of Honor, which he still is in. So this should be a very technical, very awesome match, and it's Jerry Lynn. So, I think it's going to be very technical. I think that Mondo is going to bring kind of that uh, – uh, I don't know. I feel like when I see Mondo, he's a technical wrestler, but he's also kind of a brawler-ish. Yeah, he's got that strong style to him. Yeah, so I, I feel like that's the style that he's going to bring is that brawler-ish, stronger – like style mm-hmm. and Lynn and Papadon are going to maintain that very technical, yes. but overall it's going to be an awesome match. Absolutely. You're going to have a little high flying in here when the fusion champion, the premier athlete, Tony Nice, will be defending against Trent, all caps, question mark, or as we like to know is Tramperetta, formerly of the WWE returning to the NYWC where he got his start. These guys, former tag team partners, another this is good. This is the this is the match that I'm really actually looking forward to the most. It should be a fun match to watch. I mean, these guys, we never, I've never ever been disappointed with one of their matches. Okay, yeah, neither. I I hope that Trim that Trent gets the ovation that he should get, as opposed to him coming out and it being like, oh, this. I, I don't. I don't in- see it. I don't see it being like nobody's caring. It's Trent I don't know. He's he's MYWC's own. Yeah, yeah, but not too many like, not too many people. People, people to... know Trent Beretta. Yeah, but I not agree. too many people know. Not too many people know Trent Beretta. Yeah, but people, if you're going to MYWC, you're gonna know probably know Trent Beretta. Yeah. I don't know. I hope so. I I agree. I agree with Brandon. I agree with Brandon. There's also a, a, a plethora of other matches. You're gonna have your Joker's Wild Battle Royal. Uh, the tag team titles will be defended as the Beaver Boys, Alex Reynolds and John Silver, will be defending against Chikara's Jigsaw and the Kentucky Gentleman Chuck Taylor. So look for that to be another. Like I like I like when Chikara comes to MYWC, but I can't sit through a whole Chikara show. Oh, I, I when I went to National Pro Wrestling Day, I bought uh, King of Trios, and I watched that last week during the snowstorm. It was so awesome. It was so awesome. Alrighty, uh, can, yeah. So that it's, it's a fully stacked card, but we can talk about it all day. But let's hear from some of the guys competing in these matches. You know, when we sat down with Papadon, we asked him about 
what it's going to be like at Psycho Circus, so you can hear that. Uh, we ex- we sat down with Tony Nice as well. Well, let, I, them, let them know. Let, let them just let them be surprised. Yeah, let them find out. Let the, okay, so you guys can hear for yourself, and when we get back, we're going to talk about some uh, sports entertainment on Marking Out. Welcome back to Marking Out. Right now, we are here with Tony Nice. Tony, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you doing, man? Good, good. All right, at Psycho Circus, it has been announced that it's going to be you facing your former tag team partner, Trent Beretta. How do you feel about this? Uh, you know what? It's good. I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, Trent Beretta is someone I've always looked up to. Um, I've always stayed in touch with as he's been in WWE. You know, I really broke out in wrestling with Trent Beretta because, you know, we were the original Dude Busters. I won my first uh, championship with him. Um, I've had some of my first few matches against him. Uh, and I think he's he's one of the people that have elevated me, and it's going to be great to finally get in the ring together again, and uh, and really show how we both have gotten so much better, and uh, you know where we are today. So it's going to be very exciting, and uh, I'm definitely very nervous for this match. I think we're going to put on one hell of a show. Well, it's definitely. I think you're very excited for this match, as are every single fan that that follows NYWC. What are you doing to prepare yourself? Are you like? Like, how are you preparing yourself for this match? Seeing that he's coming off of the WWE and everything, and... Yeah, um, I mean, really, I've been, uh... This past year, I've been wrestling a lot of, uh, a lot of top guys. I think I'm already kind of prepared for this match. Um, I think I, I personally have gotten a lot better over the past, uh, year or so. And, uh, the one thing I know is it's going to be fast-paced, and the intensity is going to be up a little because... You know, when you're usually in there with someone that you, you know, you know for so long and everything, you're usually a lot more intense in the ring with each other. Um, just like uh, me and uh, Alex Reynolds were always very intense and everything. So I'm definitely going to be up in my cardio, and I'm I'm going to be ready for a very fast-paced match. I know I know what he's capable of. So yeah, no, we're definitely very excited to watch this. We know how great um, of a wrestler you are in the ring, and we're very excited to see this match. Thank you very much for coming on Marking Out to speak about Psycho Circus. No problem, man. I look forward to seeing you guys at the Psycho Circus. All right, the upcoming Psycho Circus, you're going to be facing Mike Mondo, the returning Mike Mondo, and Jerry Lynn. So what's your thoughts going into this match? Well, I I found out just now, a little while ago, that it's going to be a three-way now. Um, I'm very excited. Obviously because uh, both of them... I consider them friends outside of the ring, and, uh, you know, they're very talented. You know, many people, you know, are sad to see Jerry retire. I'm mm-hmm. one of them. Mm-hmm. I think on his worst day, Jerry is still better than 90% of the people in professional wrestling all over the world. And um, Mondo's a machine. So it's going to be one hell of a match, and we're going to have one, uh, one plan and one plan only is to steal the show. So, so we're so we're coming very close to uh, Psycho Circus with it changing to a triple threat match. Are you ready for this? Of course I was ready for it, dude. Are you retarded? <laughs> I'm the greatest unsigned talent today. I don't know. I've been here. I've heard that I'm semi-retarded a few times, so it's, right, well, it is possible. I got dropped <laughs> on my head as a child. That explains a lot. Yeah. Right. All right. Um, so also, you defeated Jerry Lynn in the past for and became the longest reigning NYWC Interstate Champion. So are you confident with that backing you up? Absolutely. I'm the Greek god for a reason. I wasn't confident, you know. I'd call myself Joe Blow and I wouldn't be in, in NYWC, which is pro wrestling's 
best kept secret. If you want to be a professional wrestler, I highly recommend you come to the NYWC Academy. www.nywcwrestling.com. Cheap plug, but it's an efficient one. So there you go. And we are here with the new effing show, Jerry Lynn, talking about NYWC's Psycho Circus. You have a big match coming up, last, probably the last match on the East Coast with Mike Mondo and Papadon. What are your thoughts on this? Um, at, uh, at first I was kind of disappointed that we all weren't in the Psycho Circus. But then after thinking back and uh, having um, Mega spear me through a table and my arm almost got ripped open by barbed wire, I was kind of relieved. <laughs> so, no, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I haven't been there for quite a few years and uh, a lot of good memories there. And it'll be great to see a lot of the... Uh, you know, I could say family. It'd be a great way to see the family again before I uh, hang it up. So it'll be a, one of the highlights. How do you feel with your career coming to an end with the retirement? How are you feeling with every match? Are you getting a little? Are you feeling it? Like? Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's you know, I've always been uh, one of the guys that says there's no crying in wrestling, but it's getting harder and harder. I'll tell you, the closer it gets, and you know, and then there's there's a. Uh, certain companies too that were it was more like a family and those are hard too but uh no it, it's hard it's you know mixed emotions i'm kind of when i made the decision i was relieved and it felt like a ton had been lifted off my shoulders but at the same time you know i, I hate to quit mm -hmm. something i love doing well as a fan we all appreciate everything that you have done in the wrestling business yeah. and thank you very much for being on marking out oh my pleasure thank you for having me and thank you for uh liking my work and supporting me. And we are back on MarkingOut.com, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Well, that's where you can find the website, but this is Marking Out. Uh, I, that, I want to thank everyone for those interviews. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking awesome. NYWCWrestling.com. To, you know, uh, what, say no, it, say you, you already ruined my, my flow here, Brandon. No, no, say it. Please say it. No. NYWC, all right, then I'll say it. All these guys are, are awesome. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I just wanted to say, before we move on to sports entertainment, can we talk about the Olympics real fast? Yeah, I mean, a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of professional wrestlers um, got their start in amateur wrestling. Not any of us. I mean, Dave did amateur. Dave did amateur wrestling in high school and college. But me and Brandon were just spectators. Yeah. And this week, Honestly, there was yeah. To me, it doesn't matter. But I mean, this week the in, the International Olympic Committee made the decision to forego. Uh, amateur wrestling in the 2020 Olympics, which caused a huge outlash in the professional wrestling world. A lot of people tweeting out hashtag save Olympic wrestling. Um, Dixie Carter actually telling everybody that we should be. She told Vince McMahon to tweet it out. <laughs> yeah, which I think is is for, I give her props to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as, mu like as much as we shit on her, I think yeah. it's huge. To put like to say, listen, WWE, let's put everything aside and fight for the same cause. And they did. Yeah. Why WWE put out something about it? Yeah. WWE tweet. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that. That's awesome. Now, Dave, your thoughts as being an amateur wrestler. What? what how do you feel about this? Oh, I am fucking heated. This is fucking bullshit. You're gonna eliminate the uh, one of the original Olympic events from the Olympics, and you're gonna say it's because of the ratings. It hasn't evolved. It doesn't have to fucking evolve, you assholes at the IOC. It is perfect the way it is. What are you going to do? You're going to add UFC, uh, MMA to it and take out uh, wrestling? No. Be exciting. 
Do you know how much, how many, look at, look at wrestling. It brings together countries. I was seeing pictures of Iran standing next to uh, America. Like you have so much diversity in this one sport. It is probably the toughest sport out there. I mean, no offense to ping pong, but it is so much bull fucking shit. Where the hell are we supposed to get our next Kurt Angle from? I mean, hell. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but can you can you name three Olympic wrestlers that Olympic gold medalists in general? Iron Sheik, right? Yeah, he's not a gold medalist. Well, he was. He represented Gable, his company. Gable Gardner and uh, Kurt Angle. Yeah, Angle. No, no, that's not Kurt Angle. What's not Kurt Angle? Oh, that's like, not Kurt Angle. Gold medalist. That's not Kurt Angle. I don't know if Kel Sanderson won. I think See, he did. It's one of those things Anderson. like nobody cares about these sports anymore. Nobody cares. The Olympics is bullshit anyway. Just like the, the Grammys are bullshit. bullshit. You were competing. That's because you haven't competed a day in your life. That's all I've competed. I I had the kick the kick heard around the world when I was uh they I had a slow motion home run in 5th grade with a kickball tournament. But overall, this is entire – I don't think it's going to stand. I think it's even crazy that they tried to do this. If you're going to blame it on the ratings, maybe you shouldn't freaking play the um, the Olympic sports at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Why not play it during the day? Oh, because you have to play badminton during the day. Yeah, fuck oh, badminton. You have, to show, you have to show your synchronized uh, swimming during the day. Oh, um, I you're, you're shitting on sports that I'm good at. What the yeah, fuck? Um, I'm sorry, Brandon. No offense, but IOC, go fuck yourself. Fuck this. Fuck. This has to change. They have to bring the Olympic. I don't even understand how the how the wrestling has to put up a little bit of a fight to get back into the Olympics, so a sport that uh, the a sport that kind of was a stepping stone of the Olympics. I mean, was you it, had wasn't it? The, wasn't it one of the Socrates? Socrates has quotes with wrestling. The gods have wrestled. The Greek gods have wrestled. It's all over mythology. Hercules, hell fucking a. Abraham fucking Lincoln was a was an amateur wrestler. I don't understand how IOC could do this. You know what, guys? Fuck this. Peace. So is Dave? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave's gone. <laughs> See that that noise is the uh... just fucking left. Yeah, so Dave's so angry that he left the podcast. All right, well, I guess uh, maybe there's a Where's Dave three. Yeah, what, yeah right. No, I <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, no, unfortunately, it's onto the sports entertainment. Yeah, so we still spoke about this is the second week that Dave's gone on like a terrible rant about something. What was last week's WRP rant? Oh, right, and how he right. got like really pissed off. Yeah. All right. So let's go into some sports entertainment then. Let's. Uh, here we go. Hold on, let me put my microphone down. Yeah, I'll just hold it. Uh, let's go. Let's start from uh, SmackDown from last week. Only goods here. So we're going to forego the middles and the bads on this one. It's an odd week, isn't it? Yeah, it is an odd week. And let's start off with the beginning. Uh, Cody Rhodes defeating off against Kofi. Defeating off. Defeating Kofi Kingston. You have these weird slip-offs sometime, like... Hey, listen, you know what? You're, you're not the best speaker in the world either, so shut no, the like butt the fuck up. You're, shut the butt fuck up, right. Okay, yeah. but yeah, Cody Rhodes defeating uh, Kofi Kingston. I love that match. Like, I know, you were craving over it. Yeah, dude, like, I, I don't understand why... I mean, Kofi... I don't even know what to say. I'm, like, all hung up on words now. Cody, Rhodes, Cody Rhodes is obviously getting pushed... Kind of to that upper tier. Mm-hmm. Kofi Kingston should be right there. Like he's 
one of the best over the past several years, constantly one of the best. We just haven't seen him used correctly. Yeah. I no, I, I agree on that Let's say, yeah, well, he wasn't used correctly because I think it was awesome when he was tag team champions with Evan Bourne. I thought it was awesome when he was champions with uh, R-Truth. I, I think there's like a place for everyone in WWE. I just think they need to electrify it more. Yeah, okay. I agree with that one. Uh, Great Khali defeating Titus O'Neil, but that, I mean, <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone that really listens to the show, they're like, what the fuck? I'm like, like Great Khali gets a good? No, the good because Mark Henry comes out and fucks up both of these guys. Yeah. That's what was good, and I love the fact that they're bringing Mark Henry back as strong as possible. Now I can say the behemoth of a man. Yes, they, the behemoth of a man, the silverback Mark My, Henry is back. My, and mother. Yes. Uh, the Big Show defeated Kane, but the bigger story here is the fact that Daniel Bryan did not want to accompany Kane to the ring. I guess, you know, we spoke about this last week, Brandon, as you, you know, this, I guess you could say, this up and down of Daniel Bryan and Kane, whereas right now they're in a lull. You know, these guys are like, oh, yeah, we're the tag team champions. Maybe after Elimination Chamber, you guys have these come back and say, we're the fucking tag team champions. Right. So right now they've hit a snag in the road. Every relationship, uh, you know, has a snag in the road. So it happens, you know, I'm... I I think these guys will have a good chemistry or a good back and forth in the elimination chamber if they're in at the same time. You know, I was gonna say, I was gonna make a right hand joke. Okay, and what was the <laughs> right hand joke gonna be? What? What was the right hand joke gonna be about? No, I was gonna say. Like, well, you said every relationship hits a snag or whatever. Uh huh. I was gonna say not if it's with your right hand. Ah, true. But then there's just like sometimes that I'm sure they don't even want to look at you and you yeah. don't want to look at it. Yes. Okay. Um, well, Big Show. Arrived to the to the arena in full style. If you've seen his documentary, he has his own tour bus, which and, is uh, Toby Keith's old tour bus. Yes, thank or you for bus. thank you for the country reference. Yeah, and uh, this week Alberto Del Rio, after being suspended, had uh, some fun with uh, with uh, Big Show's tour bus taking off all the wheels and getting Big Show pretty heated. But that wasn't as heated as he was going to be. Uh, Alberto Del Rio then dumped. Orange paint all over the Big Show. I guess adding uh, more insults than injury. Yeah, I don't understand why. I don't know if there's a, like a reference to the orange paint. Like I don't know if there's a reason for it, but you never know. Yeah, you never know. I'm sorry, I'm yawning. It's still early. Um, what else do we have on here? Tensai defeating Drew McIntyre by a disqualification. Tensai getting back on TV and really revamping his character up, and I think me and Brandon both agree that we are loving it. Yeah, it's it, it's, it's like Tensai is the perfect professional wrestler because he'll do anything. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, he's getting paid. I'll do anything you want. And me? he's good doing it. He's damn good doing that. Doing it. Uh, you had also two Antonio Cesaro defeating Sin Cara afterwards. Miz and Antonio Cesaro battling backstage. So it, was a, it was a fun uh, fun match with uh, Sin Cara and Cesaro. The lights made its return. I don't know the last time we saw them. Yeah, neither, because he's been wrestling in tag matches. Right. So, But, but yeah. I, liked, I liked how uh, Cesaro at the end of the match with uh, Miz. Wait a minute. Okay, you're right. Yeah, okay. Miz got involved, whatever, in the match. The giant swing into the fucking barricade. You're an idiot. You really yeah. are because that was Monday Night Raw. Really? Yes. Well, Monday Night Raw was what? Monday Night Raw. What? Miz what, what, versus Miz versus Cody Rhodes. 
See, what the fuck, man? This is horseshit. No, you just have a terrible memory. Maybe you should actually do some show prep and write things down and put them in front of you. It is just... in front of me. Yeah, I have okay. this. It's horrible. Yeah, okay, sure, sure. Uh, anyway, but the main event of SmackDown was Mark Henry defeating Randy Orton. Great. Awesome. As we said, we're loving how Mark Henry's coming back and coming back in a big way. So, props to him on that one. All right, so now let's get on to it. Let's get on to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. As Brandon just alluded to, you had The Miz defeating Cody Rhodes by disqualification. The Miz and Antonio Cesaro on SmackDown got all heated backstage, you know, big brawl. This time, Antonio Cesaro just laid out The Miz and nailed a big swing into the barricades back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, which I loved. Yeah, see, I was hesitant to say when I said it, but I didn't. I rolled with it, so. Yeah, no. you. you, you I need, like, memory exercises, dude. It's getting worse. You know, if you take blue, blueberries are apparently a good fruit to eat. If you, I can't eat blueberries. Why can't you eat blueberries? They're fucking disgusting. I know. Well, just start ju- <laughs> They just Here. taste like wishes to me. Here you go. Why don't you start juicing? Juicing's good because you get all your vitamins, your minerals, everything like that in there. And only drink juice? Yeah, well, if you want to do a juice diet, you can de- you'll definitely lose some weight. I don't want to lose weight. Okay. Well, then why should you just have a juice in the morning? Like I usually in the morning do spinach, apples, celery, and um, whatever else I have in the house. Yeah. That's fucking disgusting. No, it's actually pretty delicious. It's pretty, it's pretty tasty if, you, if you're looking for the memory. But yeah, Miz, Cody Rhodes, Antonio Zara beats the living shit out of the Miz. And I love that they're keeping this feud going. Because they are going to have a match, actually, at Elimination Chamber for the United States title. We'll do predictions in a little bit. Let's get back onto the beginning of Monday Night Raw, where CM Punk had to talk Paul Heyman out of resigning. Earlier in the day, Paul Heyman announced that he had a huge announcement. Comes out and says that he is resigning. CM Punk comes out and says, listen, I have this under control. After Sunday, everything's going to go back to the way it was. I liked CM Punk here. He looked very convincing. He looked like there was nothing wrong, you know, smiling. I don't know. He looked like there was something up. Yeah. With that hug and those those beady eyes I know. looking he, right at the camera. He looked like he looked like really like creepy. He's just like, yeah. there's something up with this. But I, I I don't know. Whenever Paul Heyman speaks, he can be probably he can recite the alphabet and I'd listen. <laughs> but that wasn't the only thing that Paul Heyman did that night. Also, Paul Heyman, I guess, spoke to Mr. McMahon and made it that if the rock gets disqualified or counted out at Elimination Chamber, CM Punk becomes the WWE champion again. They did that in such a bullshit way, though. How so? First of all, Vicky Guerrero's on a cell phone with Vince McMahon. It sounds like it's being recorded live at the arena with a modulator difference or whatever, one of those programs like GarageBand. Then... They finally hang up the phone call, and there's that dial tone. Yeah, that does never, especially never especially on an iPhone, on a cell phone in general. Yeah, what happens is the phone just turns off and it goes to your main screen. <laughs> yeah, it's like what the fuck? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so you have that. They should so, have they should have a like a red phone or something in like the office. Just a random like, phone? Yeah, like you know how they have in hockey, like the phone goes directly to Canada or some shit? No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. It definitely has to. Oh, well, Montreal Broski, if you're listening to this, listen, if there's is there a red phone or anybody that listens to hockey if in general. Here, if David was here, he would tell you that there's a phone for them to make those calls. To Canada. Yeah. 
it's a direct line. It has to be. There has to 100% be like that. No, it's probably to like the office or to like the other coaches that aren't on the sidelines or to, no, or to the clubhouse. I, I'm telling you, I really think there's a fucking phone rights of fucking Canada. You're an idiot. All well, right. I, dude, look it up. Uh, I'm not looking it up because we're recording the <laughs> podcast right now. Um, you had Chris Jericho defeating Daniel Bryan. Jericho now qualifies for the Elimination Chamber. I liked the, the, the promo before this. You have Chris Jericho. He's like, I should qualify for the Elimination Chamber. Teddy Long whispers in Booker T's ear. He goes, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Do you think he whispered, hey, why don't we have a tag team match? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Cause I probably would have done a tag team match. But yeah. I think this Chris Jericho versus Daniel Bryan match was phenomenal. It was the very first match of... Brian was it Daniel Bryan back then too? Yes. Of Daniel Bryan's it was his very first WWE match that we saw of his was Jericho. Yeah. And I thought that was one of the best matches I've ever seen. So now these two are fucking these two are on top of the the business. And like, there's and there's they still got great chemistry and they could still totally work. Right. Yeah. So uh, this this Sunday elimination chamber it's going to be the Shield versus John Cena, Sheamus, and Ryback. So this on Monday Night Raw you had Cena, Ryback, and Sheamus getting uh, a warm up you can say against three man bands. Not to the same severity that three man uh, the Shield is, but hey, it's 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 a got to see how these guys work together in a three-man team. To me, I think it's bullshit though. I think it's one of those things like, oh, we have two three-man teams. This one's a jobber three-man team. Let's give them the let's let's put them up against this newly formed three-man alliance. Yeah, I I agree with you. You know, I think they could have ha- they should have gotten three bigger guys instead of three jobbers. But, I, you know, hey, I liked it. I like the fact and- that what? I love I love the ending of that match where they hit all their finishers at the same time. Yeah, I'm always a fan of that. That's yeah, I I like that. I popped a little bit for that as well. It's funny because they're all similar similar moves. Yeah, it's like it's it's like the uh, John Cena's is he's putting him up on the shoulders. Ryback's is like the next stage in it where he's got him up on the shoulders, but like he's higher up, like he lifted him higher, and then Sheamus is like the downfall where it's on his back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you have a move. Yeah, no, I. Uh... I agree. I agree. Uh, Big Show, I can cut a promo, or you can say cut a lack of promo, where he was pretty much speechless in the ring with Matt Stryker, but just then knocked Matt Stryker the fuck out. Yeah, he Chris Jericho'd that promo. You said that before. I don't understand. When Y2J returned last time? Oh, that's that's totally different. No, it isn't. Big Show did the same thing. Yeah, but, you know, he came out because he was mad. You saw him earlier in the night knock out Alex it's Riley. Like, that's, yeah, that's true. For the same Yoda. thing, so. Yeah. But, yeah. That, we're both on Raw. What? It's funny that Yoshitatsu and A-Rod were on Raw. Yeah, it was, right? Getting knocked the fuck out as the jobbers that they are. Yeah. Uh, Jack Swagger is back, and he's back in full force. And on a Monday Night Raw, he qualified for the Elimination Chamber match by defeating Zack Ryder and looked like fucking him up. It looks like he was bleeding from the mouth afterwards, you know, yeah. throwing him to the outside, everything like that. But that wasn't the, the, the bigger story from Jack Swagger. The fact that he had some weird, creepy guy just following <laughs> him out to the ring with a huge beard. Uh, it ended up being uh, the guy's name is Zeb Coulter. Uh, and if you're more familiar with him, he's actually Dutch Mantel. He, uh, Which is so funny because, like, they acted as if we already knew who he was. Yeah, that he was like a huge name. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, it's Zeb Coulter. Who's that? I didn't I didn't hear his name. Yeah, I was like I was I'm like, like am I, I thought I did hear Zeb Coulter, but I'm like, am I hearing this right? I don't know if I'm hearing 
Zeb Coulter? Like, how the fuck is this spelled? I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Like, but, I knew it was Dutch Mantel because I've seen him before. Mm-hmm. But I was like, what the fuck? Like, the, probably the most random return slash debut of a person I've ever seen. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree t- totally. But, you know, afterwards, Jack Swagger and Zeb cut an interesting promo saying that apparently they know the truth and cutting some racist stuff in there. I think you know, David said he loved this promo. I loved it a lot, too. I thought, you know, I, it's, it adds diversity. I didn't understand it. It made Jack Swagger look completely racist without saying anything. Yeah, and then Zeb Coulter just going like, and there's people trying to get in my land. Yeah, I, like, I, to me, I didn't understand it. I'm all for managers and everything, so. But we're I, kind of seeing, we're kind of seeing now this, like, resurgence of the manager. Where you have, I guess, Zeb Coulter now coming in. You have Paul Heyman, um, Ricardo Rodriguez, you can say, is a pseudo-manager. Um, AJ okay. and Biggie Langston. That so, was a joke, by the way. What? I said Rosa Mendez. Uh, bro, yeah, Rosa Mendez, I guess. I didn't hear, I didn't really hear that. I'm, but, all, I'm all for Uncle Zeb as jbl i think was saying so yeah I'm, I'm 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 for it i mean if they're gonna cut these like you know i guess racist kind of anti but you can kind of say anti-governments but pro-america because you know i guess they're saying it's in the land of the people but i don't know if it's necessarily anti-government because isn't the government trying to do that as well you don't know you know what i'm not a big i'm not big on politics i'm not big on the government yeah, you know? either, i don't know anything either so so you know that's... i don't even know what year it is who's president yeah Rick right Nixon? ronald ford i don't even know <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding i know it's not Ronald. um some tag team action where you had epico and primo losing to the newly formed team of brodus clay and tensai i'm totally behind the brodus clay tensai movement yeah, absolutely. I like the fact that he hit that T-bone suplex, then then Brodus Clay, then uh, Tensai hits the the senton splash, then Brodus Clay hits it hits the uh, funky splash. I love it. I, they had a lot of good like tag team maneuvers in there, and I was really a fan of it. Did they do it? They did a double headbutt, or no? Was there? Yes, they did a double headbutt. Okay, I was like, I, I like that move a lot. Yeah, no, so did Just I. For the fact, like we don't normally see that. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree with you on that one but it looks like wwe is taking to tout and asking everybody what they should name yeah brodus clay and lord tensai brodus clay tensai. had an idea i forgot what it was it was like big funk men or something like that big? something like that i don't know i still like your idea but yeah i mean i'm just basing it off a train from when he was a train i should say with the hip-hop hippos and I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people when i tweet on that on raw they like it so yeah, and if it is the hip hop hippos, I hope you get some sort of credit. Yeah, right. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Don't give me credit for jack shit. Yeah, right. Where sure. did they get the idea for all those managers that uh, that uh, Tyson Kid had? This show <laughs> credit for that shit. Uh, the Shield cut a good promo, talking about how John Cena is everything bad, and there's something called the John Cena effect. You know, really laying it thick to John Cena and their opponents this Sunday at Elimination Chamber. But then the lights go out. They have you, to stop doing that. Yeah, I know, because Brandon gets so excited. He's like, oh, my God, it's Sabu. It, it oh, my God, it's the Undertaker. Not, not Sabu, but it doesn't make sense for it to be WrestleMania season, having the lights go out for it to be John Cena, Sheamus, and Ryback. But I liked, I liked that. because the same it, thing that S.H.I.E.L.D. does, but... It's giving them a taste of their own medicine. Right, but 
it's WrestleMania season. That means Undertaker. Don't do that. I saw a picture of him. I guess he was at uh, like the Nashville Coyote game. The yeah, Sunday. He looks so old, and it's so depressing to me. Yeah, well, that's what happens when life goes on. I know, but still, it's just like he's the phenom. He's the Undertaker, you know, and he just looks so old, and it's so it like makes me upset. I'm like he's getting old. He's not going to be around too much longer. <laughs> I'm sure he's got a bunch of years left in him. Yeah, so the shield gets attacked, gets attacked, gets a taste of their own medicine. Uh, this looks like it's going to be a wild match Sunday. Uh, it has to be an elimination chamber match. I'm sorry. It. I mean, honestly, it wasn't announced, so you never know. There is always last minute changes, but yeah, it should be. That that's just me. Uh, Wade Barrett defeated Kofi Kingston, continuing as the Intercontinental Champion. But the bigger story after this was that Bo oh. Dallas. Before this, wasn't it? Yes, before this, Bo Dallas attacked Wade Barrett backstage. I guess getting a little bit of repercussion for himself getting attacked backstage. So, I mean, I'm not a fan of Bo Dallas. That's just me. They could bring him. I thought I thought it was fine, and then the match happened, and I'm pretty sure Wade Barrett got fucked up. Yeah. I think there was a kick to his face or something, and his jaw was, like, swollen. Oh, man. Hey, well, if they're trying to pack Kojima's as bare-knuckle fighter, they just got to keep him going. Yeah. No stopping with this, you know? Right. Balls to the wall. <laughs> I never understood that phrase. You know that? Neither did I, but just, it, 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 you know what? <laughs> it works. Balls to the wall. What does that mean? You can stick your nuts oh, to the oh. wall. You see, nah, that doesn't make sense to me because that seems like it would hurt. Yeah, I mean, it'd be cold, no. too. So the wall has to be like some sort of handball reference. Maybe, I'm I just, guess so. Probably isn't. I have no idea. No, you could be right on that one. That actually, that kind of works. Uh, all right, so, uh, you know, you have some more qualifiers for the Elimination Chamber. You have Kane defeating Dolph Ziggler. Uh, earlier in the night, Dolph Ziggler just decided that he wanted back in the Elimination Chamber so he can have two title shots. I mean, I guess that the person that kind of made that relevant was Biggie Langston cutting a terrible fucking promo. He wants two title shots. And yeah. he's like, yep, that's right, Biggie Langston, he does. Bullshit. He doesn't belong on television. Yeah, but Kane wins. Kane's in the Elimination Chamber. So your whole elimination chamber is all set up and good to go to see who the number one contender for the world heavyweight title is going to be. Uh, CM Punk ended off the show by stealing The Rock's WWE Championship. The Rock coming out, cutting a typical Rock promo. Hey, guess what? This has nothing to do with Elimination Chamber on Sunday. Stole a car from a crackhead, you know, had a match in the Nashville Fairgrounds. Dude, come on. It had nothing to do with wrestling. Other than the fact that it was talking about being in Tennessee with Rocky Johnson, but I thought it was the funniest promo I could have. I ever mean, heard. it was it was funny, but he's got a task at hand, and it's not just like you know, hey, I'm facing off against Joe Schmo in well, a regular. What exactly was he talking about? Let's break it down. He's talking about being 15 years old, great, being in Nashville, Tennessee, or whatever, great, getting get, get a pop for being in Nashville, Tennessee, and. That was it. Yeah, that's it. It was a it was a life lesson. Never buy a car from a crackhead. Great. Yeah. Thank you, Rock. You should be paying attention to CM Punk. <laughs> but CM Punk made made his made his notice by coming out, beating the shit out of the Rock, hitting him with the GTS, taking his world heavyweight not world heavyweight the WWE championship, saying, "You say just bring it," and he's just going to take it and walk away. So the yeah, Rock to me this whole uh, when Paul Heyman and CM Punk cut the promo saying. I'm going to win on Sunday. He's going to win on Sunday and we're going to regain 
the championship, it's going to be whatever, 450 whatever days or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Are they going to – doesn't make sense because there's the gap. Like, Yeah, I guess he's still thinking that he never lost the title. So it's like that – are they going to Antonio and Noki it? If that was who it was with Bob Backlund, but I, – I don't know. Maybe now it's just going to be running days instead of being consecutive days. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see we'll see if that happens. So it should be a, it should be an interesting live on pay-per-view this Sunday at Elimination Chamber. But before we get to predictions, which I guess me and you are going to predict Dave's. Uh there's some other WWE stuff that I want to talk about before we get into all that stuff. Uh this week on NXT, we spoke about it a couple weeks ago. The NXT Tag Team Champions have been crowned. There was a tournament set up on NXT. It's been going for the past couple weeks. And this week, you have your first ever NXT Tag Team Champions in Adrian Neville and Oliver Gray. The finals, them beating the Wyatt family of Luke Harper, and I forget the other guy's name. I forget. I'm sorry, but he has a big red beard. Uh, I love this match from front to back. I love the fact that the Wyatt family comes out and Bray Wyatt cuts this prom- amazing promo. And then, you know, Adrian Neville, I'm still going to call him Pac. It's that crazy shooting star corkscrew thing to get the win. So congratulations. Huge for them. And it looks like the tag team division will be bright in the future. As yeah, it has been to, as has it has been very bright on WWE programming. I have to go watch that match. Yeah, dude. Do it the second uh this show's over since you're awake now. Wow. Uh also we had cool. uh we had some other debuts in the NXT universe. Nothing that was televised, but El Generico, as you saw on our Facebook page, El Generico made his NXT debut. As El Generico Debuted as Al Generico, same attire, same mask, everything like that. I, I really do hope he takes the CM Punk route. We'll see about that. You know what? As for right now, it's it isn't it isn't televised. So I'm just waiting for him to get to NXT television programming, and then we'll see. What right? Because I'm pretty sure we've seen some people come in as like different gimmicks and then get switched. Yeah. When- so, so I think they just kind of want to get him used to the NXT style of uh, wrestling, you know, where has he's been on the independent circuit and just being a fucking machine the past uh, couple of years. So yeah. that's yeah. So that's it for the WWE talk. Let's get to prediction time because, as I said, this Sunday, Elimination Chamber live on pay per view. We're going to start off with the pre-show, the YouTube pre-show. The Rhodes Scholars will be reuniting for one night only, or maybe this will be their farewell match against uh, the newly formed Hip Hop Hippos, as Brandon likes to call them, and Brodus Clay and Tensai. It's going to be Brodus Clay and Tensai. I don't understand why they would have Rhodes Scholars team up again like that. I don't know. Maybe they just want. Maybe they want their farewell. I'm going to say hip-hop hippos as well. All right. And I think Dave Dave would probably like, this is stupid. Why? He'd probably say the same thing as you, but with a little more inflection and a yeah, little bit more. But he, but he would choose Road Scholars. He would? I think so. Okay, so we'll just put him down for Road Scholars. All right. The Divas Championship's going to be on the line. We actually didn't see some Divas wrestling on Monday Night Raw. I'm surprised about that. But we did see the Divas fucking on Monday Night Raw with uh, – Naomi and oh yeah, that's right. Afterwards, against Rosa Mendez, hitting that fucking yeah. sick spot. I totally. I, I about love. It. I love that move that she does. She like the very first time we saw it was at TLC. Yeah, and that blew my mind. And then he also blew your load. <sighs> anyway, uh, Caitlyn will be defending against Tamina Snuka. I'm gonna say Caitlyn. Yeah, I'm gonna say Caitlyn too. As much as Snuka could be champion, I don't want it to be like a. 
rapid change with this championship. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Um, Dave, what do we think of Dave would do? Dave would say Caitlin too. Okay, so we'll put Caitlin. I'm sorry. The ledger is on the left hand side, right hand side of the page, and I'm right handed, so I'm trying to write this down and trying to get over the. The binding, I guess you could say. Uh, we spoke about it earlier on the show. This heated rivalry between The Miz and Antonio Cesaro for the United States title it will be this Sunday. These guys will face off one-on-one. Uh, I'm going to say Cesaro. I think it's across the board, Cesaro. Yeah, across the board, Cesaro. Well, I, you know what? I think Miz may be a little bit in the doghouse because apparently – did you read about how he apparently botched a suplex on CM Punk this weekend? The last um, weekend? I did hear – not here. I did see on uh, Twitter that CM Punk might be injured, so I don't know. Yeah, but he, I, maybe that's why they didn't have him in any sort of match, and they just had him go over big time. Uh, the World Heavyweight title will be on the line with uh, Alberto Del Rio defending against the Big Show. Yeah. Yeah, it's Del Rio. Yeah, so do I think that's up. But do we see Ziggler cashing in? Hmm. I don't know. I do not know. That's the main important question. I'm I'm saying Alberto Del Rio also. Yeah. And what do we think Dave would say? He's saying Del Rio too, and I think the only difference in our picks is going to be the Rhodes Scholars. Really? I do think so. Okay, so hold on. Damn stupid binding. I hate this shit. Uh, Rhodes Scholars. Oh, no, Alberto Being a lefty, I have to say, is worse than being a right. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And it's the last page of my little book, so I, I get fuck. ink. I get ink all over my fucking hand. Yeah. The only time I didn't have ink all over my hand when I, was when I wrote in Hebrew. Ah, okay. And I can't fucking write in Hebrew, so. Oh, okay. Uh, you have the Elimination Chamber match, and this will determine the number one contender for the World Heavyweight Championship. Whoever wins this I, pretty much is going on to WrestleMania. Randy Orton, Jack Swagger, Chris Jericho, Mark Henry, Kane, Daniel Bryan, Brandon, who do you think is going to win? I thought you were including me in that match. I was like, I didn't get booked. Well, you're, you're Mark Henry's little brother. So. Yeah. No, actually, I think this might this might be a different uh, a, a difference as well with our opinions, but... Uh, Mark Henry I want to win and I want him to go on to WrestleMania as champion or win the championship or something I'm going to say as much as I don't want to say this I'm saying Randy Orton yeah yeah because I can definitely see that him being I guess the underdog and have him go on to be in a World Heavyweight title match and David he's going to say Jack Swagger no I don't no. think I don't think he would ever fucking say Jack Swagger right now Dave, Dave well in the spirit of Dave uh, and his tirade on Olympic wrestling. <laughs> we'll just put Jack Swagger in there since Jack Swagger was a collegiate wrestler. Yeah. You never know. Did you see the – apparently Dixie Carter tweeted out something about how someone's contract is up after WrestleMania and they're going to slither their way into – Oh, impact. yeah. I, someone tweeted about Randy Orton the other day. Yeah. So it's like, Did- butt fuck that. Sorry. All right. Uh, Cena, Ryback, and Sheamus are going to be facing off against the Shields. It better be the Shields. Yeah, I'm saying Shields. I'm sorry, because the, if the Shield loses, this this ruins the Shield for me. Yeah. So you're saying the Shield also? Yeah. Okay. And Dave's going to say the Shield too. And I'm going The Rock. you go going The Rock? Absolutely. Well, even with that factor in there, if The Rock gets counted out or disqualified. There's – shit. <laughs> I'm going to say Punk. I'm going to say The Rock. We didn't even do the Dave voice yet. If he, yeah, I wasn't going to. I was going to actually do it. I'm going to pick the John Cena, but <laughs> no, I don't. Fuck, man. Like, it's like shit like this where you don't know. Yeah. 
but realistically who's see this bullshit because they have basically after after this they have there's no pay-per-view in March yep so they have a, a month a full month basically to get us to Wrestlemania no not even a full month yeah a full month let's say to over get us- a month right so is there time for The Rock to not feud with John Cena over the championship or will he be feuding will he even be facing John Cena who the fuck knows even it's yeah. like one of these things I'm just gonna I'm gonna fucking stick with The Rock though I don't know yeah, no, I, you know, it, it, I just, I, I gotta go with my gut on this, you know, especially with that X Factor in there with the whole counting out, like, CM Punk could, like, egg him on and just be like, oh, yeah, guess what, you're just disqualified, CM Punk's champion. Like, that's something I could see 100% happening, but I just, I guess I don't want to uh, jinx it, maybe, who knows? Nah. I thought I sounded fucking stupid saying that, right? Yeah. I mean, I want to change my pick for Cena and Ryback, because you have yeah, Cena and Ryback and Sheamus going over the shield, then John Cena go to WrestleMania and win the title. Yeah, it's 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 a tough one. We we could be completely wrong, but we'll see uh, Sunday on pay per view. So anyway, let's get to pre-recorded shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. This week's shameless plugs are good shameless plugs. Go follow Nikki Nitro at Nikki Nitro twenty two and check her out NikkiNitro.com. She's way very cool, awesome. Straight out of Australia, and welcome to America. Also, go follow uh, Enhancement Talent at Justin Carino and at Mark Carino. Both of them supported Marking Out by wearing their Marking Out t-shirts to the uh, to the ring on for PWS Thank You Jerry on IP Review, and it was much appreciated. So go give them a follow. Last but obviously not least, go follow Victoria at Macarena underscore XOX. And go check her out, ringflashphotography.com. Without her, we wouldn't have been able to have access to some people. And it's mu- it's always appreciative how much she helps us. Great shameless plugs, Dave. And now let's get into Chris's Match of the Week. Chris's Match of the Week. That's right. My match of the week this week is we spoke about him earlier going into the NXT system. El Generico facing off against Kota Ibushi. You probably don't know what the hell I'm talking about. This is Japanese wrestling, folks. This is for the KOD open weight title. This is from DDT Special 2012. And I think we haven't been posting the match of the week on the Facebook page, even, I guess, Dave's match of the week he didn't post for this week so I'm just gonna just post it whenever I'm not gonna say Thursday I'm not gonna make any promises it'll go up because this is a match that you want to see ladies and gentlemen Brandon who are you going to shout out this week hello there this is Randy Newman and I'm telling you that you got some shout outs from Brandon you know I kind of I kind of wish Dave was here for this but uh Regardless, that's one. Yeah, so uh, an hour <laughs> and twenty minutes into the show, and it's only one. Yeah, my uh, my first shout out goes to wrestling t shirts. Don't ever be ashamed to wear one in public. You like wrestling, wear it. Proud. Barbershopwindow.com. Second shout out goes to the new WWE Hall of Fame logo. Oh yeah, I saw it the other day. I thought it's great. I liked I liked the old one, and I like this new one. So. I'm not going to complain about that. 
And it's been over a month since Kelly Kelly got a shout out. But to uh, switch it up a bit, I will be giving these, this uh, this final shout out to Barbie Blank. Ooh, fucking Mark. Because she, I didn't want to, but she retweeted my tweet about her being on uh, Guy Code on MTV. So really? I sound, uh, yeah, I sound like a complete Mark, but yep. whatever. You can't, you can't argue with beauty. Slash Mark slash Creeper. No, dude, dude, I had people writing to me on Twitter saying she better get a shout out for that. So really, to your personal? Yeah. Did you retweet it from the personal or the uh, personal account? Oh, look at that. Yeah, and I got an absurd amount of retweets and uh, an absurd amount of followers from that. So there you go. That, like your fake Brandon, dude, that's horseshit in itself. Like, you know what? You posting those pictures makes me think that you do it, tweet it, take a picture of it, and then delete it. No, it, I, I'm not deleting it. They're still up there. Okay, Where's it's the- horseshit. Yeah, Brandon has a fake Brandon that's been tweeting him anti-Semitic uh, Valentine's Day cards. They were, they were hilarious. I have to say. Yeah, no, they were. The be mine one was great. Yeah. And it's somebody, somebody fucking said to me the other day saying, "Is that why there's two Brandon accounts?" But I don't remember who said it. Yeah, no, I think it was. I think it was, I. Oh, I think I got I got it mixed up or whatever. But regardless, that's two good shout outs, Brandon. You just wanted to say another one. Yeah, you know me. I mean, it's it's. I have acute cases of OCD here and there, and that's like one of them is even numbers. You know, I like to make sure there's either two or I mean, one's an even number, but you know, whatever. What are you talking about one's not even. Oh, one's a prime number. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I, I haven't taken math in a while. So let's get into it anyway. It's our Markout moment of the week. Mark out moment of the week. Brandon, take it away. Just going to say Jerry Lynn versus Lance Storm. Professional. No, pro wrestling syndicate. Thank you, Jerry. Got to see the match. It's one of those matches like ever since Jerry Lynn announced his retirement in uh, March of 2012, I've been very lucky to have seen him as many times as we did. For PWS, even. Yeah. So to have a, a big send off with one of the main matches that he's had, one of the main big matches in ECW, big feuds, I should say, Lance Storm, Jerry Lynn, couldn't have said it better. Couldn't have done it myself. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Highspots.tv if you guys want to watch that epic match. Is it in the running for match of the year? Yeah, I would say so. Nobody, I, I, honestly, the where where I was, nobody was sitting. Awesome, except for me because that's what you do. You just sit. <laughs> no, I was standing. I was standing. All right, good, good. I mean, it was like one of the. It was like Muda that that match with Muda. That that was uh, Tony Nice and uh, Sammy Callahan versus Muda and Kai. Yep. It it's these matches you don't get to see these matches every day, and it, to to be involved where. You're a fan. You're at this event. You're seeing this five-star caliber match. It's it's special. It really is. Absolutely. Sorry for the yawning. It's still early. But anyway, that is our podcast for this week. Uh, next week, we'll talk about the fallout of Elimination Chamber. Uh, we'll talk about some impacts. And that seems pretty much it for right now. 
What else will we talk about? I don't know. Pancakes? No, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But, but I, I just want to thank everyone else again for uh, all the, the interviews that, that happened and all the bumpers and whatnot. Yeah. So, Absolutely. So until next week, MarkingOut.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio is where you can find these podcasts and past podcasts. Uh, at MarkingOut on Twitter, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog, Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. For myself, Brandon, and the abruptly left Dave, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors, and we will see you next week on the podcast. Hey nerds, this is Francis Kiplin Stevens and you're listening to Marking Out. And don't forget to come to NYWC Psycho Circus. That's going to be on February 23rd. I guarantee I will be in the building. I assure you, we are open.